Welcome back to the morning of Nate Robinson on the NYNP. Let me let me cut you off right there. What up? <laughs> Welcome in to you another. Can't sound, you can't sound happy. It's a sad day. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Not Your Normal Podcast, brought to you by Film Cinema. Cinema for everyone. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. Aaron, what's going on? Oh, nothing. A little sad. Yeah. I'm a little sad. I'm going to be completely honest. Well, you know. A little, little sad. So, the Tyson, my Tyson Jones, the uh, Mike Tyson, uh, Roy Jones Jr. fight. Yeah. Real fast while, uh, while, while we talk about this. Did you know Mike Tyson was high? I did. I did. Is that even, like, illegal? Well, it wasn't a fight. But still. It was an exhibition. They're in California. Yeah, it's legal. You do not see the performance. Snoop Dogg performed, and he did Drop It Like It's Hot, uh, uh, Gin and Juice, and like three other songs. And the whole time, the whole time, he had a blunt in his hand, and he was smoking it the whole time while he was performing. And no one was there because there was no fans. Yeah. But uh, he was he was up by the by the like by the ring. I was like, dude, get away from the ring! You're gonna make everyone high. <laughs> Not Mike Tyson. Not he like was. he was already high. But so Jake killed Nate Robinson. Oh God! Yeah, it was bad. Go to sleep, boy. Night, night, Nate, Nate. <laughs> so what? Fractured orbital bone. Yeah. God. I don't think that was from the hit. I think that was from well. Well, it was I from mean, a hit. It's probably from, him hitting the ground. Yeah, him hitting the ground. <laughs> it was two hits. Jake hitting Nate, Nate hitting the ground. Yeah. That was much more than two hits. So far, I was looking it up. So far in Jake's professional boxing career, it's only two fights. He's been in the ring. (laughs) You know how long he's been in the ring? Like five minutes. Six minutes and 45 seconds. Two knockouts. uh, Seven knockdowns. Jesus. He's never been knocked down. (laughs) He's never been knocked down. He's thrown he's thrown like eighty seven punches and landed like seventy of them. Jesus, <laughs> Nate's that dude. Not really, not anymore. Jake's that dude now. Jake is that dude. Um. So is Logan? Is Logan gonna box at all? I think so. He's trying to get Floyd to fight him, which I don't know how that would work. Like Floyd, Logan would Floyd lose. Would kill him. Logan would lose. I don't think Floyd would. KO him or anything. Floyd would kill him. But how? Floyd TKO'd uh, Connor. Yeah, technically. Technically. The so, ref stopped it. Yeah, but it's still a technical knockout. Yeah, but he, that's what he would do And he's Logan. a professional yeah. fighter. Yeah. Logan's not. That's what Logan. That's what would happen to Logan, but how did that, how does that fight work? Logan's... There'd be two hits. <laughs> Logan was, is too big. I mean, Connor's bigger than Floyd. Well, I'm t- but not by much. He's still bigger. Uh, he went down. He, he dropped. A yeah, he dropped. Like, yeah, but he he dropped ten pounds. They probably just come. I mean, first off, it wouldn't what you, be. What do you meet at? Well, there wouldn't be any. Floyd's never weighed in above one hundred and fifty-five. It'd be an exhibition, so I mean, you don't necessarily have to weigh in at a certain weight. But still, like they have to agree on some weight to make it. Just you know, how, how much does Logan weigh? Two twenty. Yeah, like just, what do you meet at? Logan has to meet. Logan has to weigh in at two hundred, and Floyd can't weigh. In under 150, I guess yeah. I mean, it's still a 50 what 50 pound weight difference. But that yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, Floyd would beat him. Yeah, oh absolutely. Yeah, I I figured that you know watch the pros versus Joe's thing that you know the athlete usually does dominate. But good God, 
Oh, Nate was from the hood. Maybe not. Nate's from Bel Air, I guess. It was no. You could tell he was from the hood. I, I that fight went exactly how I thought it was going to go, which was Jake being more experienced. Obviously, Jake. I think Jake's taking. I think Jake wants to become an actual boxer. Like he's been training for what two years now. Yeah. So ish. he's only twenty three. So he's still like young enough to where if he wanted to become a boxer, he could. Um. But I think it's I think it's good for Jake. You know how Logan sort of calmed down after the whole suicide force thing? Yeah, that was bad luck. Um speaking of the suicide force, you remember what he was wearing in that video, that Yoda yes. hat and stuff? Someone put a picture up of Nate Robinson on the ground and Logan standing in front of him from that video. They cut it out and I that's went, awful. Oh God, that's, but I think I think boxing would be good for Jake. You know, something to focus on that you have to take seriously. Is it cold in here? No. I'm freaking freezing. I'm all right. I'm so cold. Um, this has nothing to do with boxing. You said the suicide forest. That's in Japan, right? It is. Okay. In Akawansa. I saw a stat yesterday on Reddit. It's just it's super random. You just made me think of it. I, I didn't even want to talk about it, but it's super random. Um, did you know in the last month, so November, of November, there's been more suicides in Japan than world coronavirus deaths for the entire year that's crazy more people in the month of in in the month of november in japan have committed suicide than every person that's died from covid-19 that's crazy in the entire world that's insane that's pretty i didn't wild. realize i was reading i was reading all the threat like the thread about it and it was saying that a lot of people don't realize that japan's a very like self-independent like you don't get help you don't you know you're on your own it's very um, it's very packed, but it's also extremely isolated. You know, you, you go to work, you go home. Yeah. Like, you don't, and a lot of people live alone. And yeah. You, you, yeah, so I didn't know that. I saw it, and I was like, Jesus, that's a that's lot crazy. of people. Huh. It's a lot of people. I mean, it's over 250,000, 300,000 people in that's a month. Jake sent Nate. <laughs> Japan? <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, that's, ugh. yeah, I don't, if you're Nate Robinson, what do you do from here? You have to fight somebody else. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. I wouldn't. You have to. No, you have to. You have to fight and somebody else. get knocked else. out again? No, somebody lesser, like someone around his. Deji. Deji yeah. sleeps in. Or like Anisan Gibb or someone like that. You got to fight someone like that. Just to. He might lose to Anisan Gibb. He, you just got to fight somebody that you have a very good chance of winning against. And just getting the dub. Yeah, that was not a good look for Nate Robinson. No, you could sure. tell he, he said Nate's not from the hood. No, you could tell he was from the hood. The way he charged in at Jake. Yeah, I, I don't. Snoop Dogg cracks me up. That was the highlight with Snoop Dogg talking. Oh, him commenting. He was singing oh, hymns. Oh, oh, He was singing hymns while Jake while Jake was knocking out Nate Robinson. Uh, it was fantastic. It was very funny. So I have a. Do you want to talk about this anymore? You want to talk about Mike Tyson and I mean, Jones? I didn't. I watched the first five rounds. I didn't watch round six, seven, or eight. It was a good fight. Like it was just. I didn't expect Mike to go the distance. I really, really didn't. I didn't expect Roy to go the distance. Yeah, apparently Roy got kind of. Roy got tired. Mm-hmm. You could oh, see well, I heard. it. You, you could. I mean, but you can tell Mike Tyson was in phenomenal shape. I mean, he didn't look tired at all. He was standing up in his corner whenever Roy was sitting down. He was in good shape. I just, I think that was the. It was a good fight. I liked it, it for what for what it was. Yeah, for what I saw of it, it was entertaining. Like Roy, I. I I figured that fight would go like one or two ways, which was Roy basically just 
peppers Mike Tyson from quick punches and movement, or Mike Tyson decapitates Roy Jones Jr. in the ring early on in the fight. <laughs> well, they did. <laughs> it a good- didn't. It went the exact way that I guess it should have went, which was Roy danced around and picked the shots, and Mike Tyson got in close and threw some body shots that I know Roy is now shitting blood for. Yeah, that I've heard. So I've heard. Uh, I've heard people say this that well first. If you notice, your judges don't sit next to each other. Yeah. They sit on different sides of the ring. Yeah. Because you can be on that side of the ring, and I can be on this side of the ring, and we watch two different fights. Yeah. So, um, I think intentionally, maybe not intentionally, maybe they didn't mean to do it intentionally, but I think all three judges, three? (laughs) Three, yeah. Yeah. I think all three judges knew what they were doing of, this thing's really close, let's just score this thing a draw, which didn't all three of them score a draw? No, it was... It was if close. I, if I remember, one of them, the person, only one person made it a draw. Only one person. But one but person one had Mike, Mike had one, said, and one had Roy winning. Yeah. And then, I uh, think Vinny it, Paz was one of the judges. Remember that uh, Miles Teller played Vinny Paz in that movie a couple years ago, The Boxer? Uh, Vinny Paziani or something like that. Uh, he was one of the judges. They had nothing but, like, fighters. Mike f- fighters judge the fight, which I thought Mike won the fight. That's I what thought, I've seen on. That's what I thought, media. just from the aspect of being more active, you know, controlling the center of the the ring. Well, what you've done here is you've set yourself up for a second fight to make more money. Though, yeah, I mean, because you I gotta, think that's what Mike Tyson planned on doing anyway, because he started this whole league, well, legends Tyson, only league. Mike Tyson was high as a kite. He didn't know what was going on. I'm talking about he before. He was probably super focused. Probably. I mean, I was afraid for. I was already afraid for Roy whenever the fight start. Like whenever the fight was announced. I was like, ah, oh, Mike Tyson's gonna. Israel Adesanya is gonna catch Mike Tyson. I mean, Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> head over there talking. Snoop Dogg's gonna be so high, didn't know what's going on. And then when I saw Mike Tyson walk out, You're like, oh god, he had like his his short short black shorts on. He had a do rag on and a and a crop top, and I was like, yeah. oh my god, he's terrifying. He's, he's a scary Roy, guy. leave, leave. <laughs> that <laughs> but was a good fight. Roy, had, good. you see Roy's gloves? Because hmm. uh, they were in I Staples didn't pay Center. To him. He wore uh, the right glove, uh, was purple, yellow, and white, and had 24, and the other mm-hmm. one had eight on it. Did you see uh, Nate's shoes? Yeah. I had a feeling. It didn't work out for you. It didn't. It didn't. Uh, um, Guy was so bad. Do you want to talk about the fight, or do you want to what transition? Keep into on. It? I don't know. Um, you need to face your fears. Of what? What's your biggest fear? I don't know. I don't know what my biggest fear is. I don't know what my biggest fear is. We've actually, so you can't have, you can't have a, uh, first off, hold on, I'm, Brittany's message, man, to get that taken care of. Sorry, audience, you gotta take care of what you gotta take care of. No, um, we've talked about this, you can't have an NYMP episode without poop. Okay. My biggest fear, we've talked, we've, you and I have talked about this, off the podcast. Okay. My biggest fear, the only time. I'm not trying to be funny or whatever, gross. I'm being serious. The only time in my life that I can recall, twice in high school, once at Sunny Delight, I've actually left work when oh. I worked at the store to go to my grandparents who lived down the road. And then once at Red Lobster. I've only pooped in public two, three, four times. All four were diarrhea. Okay. I will not poop in public. It's, All right. it's a fear of not being clean. Like, not not, not, not mm. being clean, but it's just, I want to poop in my own bathroom with wet wipes, with 
spray that I can make the bathroom smell good, and I'll sit there and look at my phone and, you know, look at an article or whatever, and this sounds really disgusting. There are other people that agree with me on this. If it's really, really, really bad and no amount of wet wipes can get it off, just step right in the shower right next to you. Hose yourself off. You get down on all fours and you just arch your butt, your back, and get your butt up and let the water hit you right in the a-hole. Should invest in a bidet. Right in your b-hole? I should get a... I've actually thought about getting a... How you know you can get a, a bidet. A bidet. Bidet, yeah. I've actually thought about getting a they bidet. They have those at uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. They attach to your toilet. That's what I want for Christmas. I want a bidet. Okay. <laughs> no, but my yeah, biggest fear Yeah, have you not seen them? They're no. like as big as like this the recorder, recorder. Huh. and it attaches to the... You know the part where the seat is attached to it? Yeah. Like towards yeah, the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that clamps onto the side and then you run a hose into the hose that goes into the tank and it takes water from that. And it has another hose that's probably like this big, as big as the cable from the, the mics that we're using. Yeah. And you slide it. It goes around and clamps on underneath like the seat of the toilet. Yes. And it just sort of like just goes around the back and shoots up. And whenever you want to use it, you just do this right here. You just hit a button hit on the button side. And it squirts it up your, your B. And it squirts it right up Main Street. Right up your Ain. Right at the brown starfish. <laughs> No, but like that's I, I've I've seen on Reddit people talk about. I don't like pooping in public because I feel like I don't get clean. That's my thing. I feel like I don't get clean, and when I work at a restaurant, if you have tables, you don't get to go to the bathroom. Yeah, that's true. And if you got to poop, you know you can't be in the bathroom for five minutes, ten minutes because your tables will get pissed. Yeah. And then you got to have another person help you with your tables. Then your tables see, well, my server's not around. This person is. Then they don't tip you. So. I just hold it. Not, not that I don't hold it. I'm trying I, to think. Do I, I prepare because failure because failure to prepare is preparing to fail. I poop before I go to work if I have to, and I make sure that I'm always. Empty I don't bowels. use the bathroom a lot throughout the day. I don't either. I poop at night most of the time. I'm just talking about in general. That's probably to go to see a doctor. Well, I'll go three four days without pooping. Is that bad? Yeah, my friend, <laughs> my friend Justin. Is that bad? <laughs> yeah. My friend Justin, the guy that I went to Red Lobster with that one time mm. from the tattoo shop, he's extremely lactose intolerant. <laughs> and That's rough. I remember coming into the tattoo shop one day, and he was eating like a pint of straight vanilla ice cream. And I went... Good luck with that. I went, what are you doing? It was in the middle of December. It's cold as shit outside. I went, what are you doing, dude? And he goes, I don't know. I feel like if I eat this, I'll have to shit real bad, and I'll go home, and I don't want to be here. And I was like, all right. Well, I mean, you could have just made that up. You didn't actually have to do it. And he goes, nah, man. I'm about that real shit. And I went, okay. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. And I remember I didn't go to the tattoo shop that next week, but the week after that, I went in on Monday, and it was real dead, and it was real slow, and we were moving couches around, and... Justin goes just out of nowhere. He was like, "Y'all remember when I was eating that ice cream?" We we're like, "Yeah." And Trey jokes. And he was like, "How'd your asshole? You know, thank you for that." And he goes, "I haven't pooped in about a week and a half." Oh my god! <laughs> I went, "Dude, that's not okay." So, he goes, "Every time I feel like I have to right now, but every time I do, it's like it just won't open up." And I went, "That's not good." So. There are people that I went on this trip with that listen to this podcast, so they're probably going to be like, that's disgusting. Um, whenever I graduated, 2014, a, like my group of friends, we went on a, uh, a senior trip, and we went to Beaver's Bend, and we stayed in a cabin. I vividly remember 
being in the car or coming into Beaver's Bend or coming into Broken Bow. And I said, I think Colton Foster was driving. Wade Stanley was in the car with me. Uh, I think Katie Gafford, somebody else was in the car with me too. I think Robert Mahares, Jacob Noyes, maybe Mouse. And I remember saying to Jacob. Mouse got married. He did. Congratulations, Mouse. Yeah. But I remember sitting in the car. I looked at Jacob. I was like, dude, I got to poop so, so bad right now. Okay. We, we were there for a week. I held it. Oh, Jesus. I could, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable pooping in other places, especially with that many people. There was like, yeah. there was like 18 people in that house. No, I'm okay. not I understand what you're saying. In public places, yeah, but if I'm going to, to a hotel, I'm I'll poop in a hotel. Okay. I'm the only one there. Okay. Then, okay. Yeah. Okay. I just, I like being in my own secluded area. I don't like pooping in public. Did I? But, <laughs> what's your biggest fear? Like, that's an actual fear. I, I, I don't th- think th- I have one. If I ha- if I do, I haven't. Is there a phobia of pooping in public? Toilet anxiety, also known as toilet phobia, relates to two conditions. Paralysis, the fear to urinate, and parkoparesis, the fear of having a bowel movement in public. Worry about smells, noises. Research into these conditions is limited, despite the evidence that they're quite common. So I'm not in the... Add a soundtrack. Prevent the plopping. Flush repeatedly. Mask the smell. Remember that everyone does it. Okay. Is there a website that can help me here? 11 reasons why pooping in public shouldn't be embarrassing. Tips to ease your fear of pooping in public places. All right. Let's, let's read that article. No, let's not. Breathe. <laughs> yeah, don't get off of that. That's stupid already. <laughs> Breathe. Try to go at home. Yep. Breathe. Yeah. Be honest if you're having trouble. Huh? Bring along a safety net. Excuse me? What is a safety net? Huh? Keep an emergency kit in your purse, briefcase, or backpack. You can pack it with things like toilet paper, wet wipes, antibacterial soap, hand sanitizer, any medications you're taking. Don't have hemorrhoids. So that's not a thing right now. Um, that ease symptoms of diarrhea and even a change of clothes. I might start putting wet wipes in my car. It's a good idea. I don't know. I just feel dirty. I don't like it. Yeah, that's weird. You know what I'm doing Wednesday? What? I work at Red Lobster Wednesday. I'm off. To, I'm off on Tuesday. I'm pooping at work. I'm going to face my fear. Okay. I'm holding it right now until I get to go to work. I don't think I... I don't. You don't have a fear? You have a fear. I, don't, I really don't. Like, I just... If I do, I haven't really... It's not a fear, like I said. It's just... I just don't want to do it. I haven't... Well, you said fear, so... I, I mean, if yeah, I have yeah, a, I fear, a fear, I haven't faced it. Or I haven't come across anything to where I was like, eh, I don't want to do that. The people that fear, like, bugs... I'm not afraid of bugs. Yeah, I don't like, like spiders, bugs. snakes. A snake's not a bug, but like, you know, bugs, spiders, arachnophobia, uh, snakes. I don't really get that. I don't like snakes. I don't want to be, a, you know, don't put a snake up in my face. It but depends on what the snake, what kind of snake it is. The Slytherin snake from Harry oh, yeah. Potter. I mean, if it's, uh, I mean, there's only a couple of snakes around the world that will attack you for no reason. You know what one of them is? The black mamba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, not the snake, Kobe. I don't... Uh, yeah, not the snake, Kobe. Uh, who said that? I heard the white mamba. Brian Scalabrini will attack you for no reason, yeah. too. He says, you like this strap? Shannon, I think it was Shannon Sharp. It was after Kobe died. He goes, the reason Kobe gave himself the name, the nickname the black mamba, said, everyone knows what black mamba is. It's a snake over there in Africa. But no one knows what it actually does. Uh, he goes, the Black Mamba is known for attacking you with no provocation, just like Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant attacked you with no provocation. He even did it to Michael Jordan. Last game against Michael, he dropped 55 on his head and said, have fun in retirement. 
with Jesus. Jesus. Did he really? Christ. Yeah. Oh my god. I looked it up after that. It was in 2003 against the Wizards. Kobe had 55 points, 11 boards, and 12 assists. <laughs> Is that take that with here's you a into 55 tripl- Here's a 55-point <laughs> triple-double. Get off my court. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's not passing a torch. That's pulling the torch away. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Jesus. That's pretty bad. Um, yeah, I'm not afraid of, I'm not afraid of like spiders or snakes. You're or, afraid of, you do have a fear. What? You talked about it on the last episode. What? You're afraid of flying. I'm not afraid of flying. You act like you're afraid of the flying? No. The, the plane shaking? That, I mean, that's, that wasn't turbulence, but... <laughs> I'm not afraid of flying. Like whenever, I wasn't afraid when, when when we were in that because when, it's not a big deal. I was just like kind of looking. I was like, well, that doesn't look good. When I look whenever, out the whenever I'm, whenever like, I think when you say afraid of flying, people are like, I'm afraid to get in a plane and fly. I'm not afraid to get in a plane and fly. I've done it, you know, more than mm-hmm. 15, 20 times in my uh, my life. Oh, me too. Um, but I wouldn't say it was a fear. I'm just saying, I we live in Texas, so there's not a lot. Like the only time. It really gets bumpy. Like, there's a lot of dust and shit in the air. So you hit a, you hit turbulence and it shakes around. That's normal. Whatever. But when the pilot was like, hey, we're in a storm, it would, I wouldn't say I was afraid, but it freaked me out because at one second I opened the window because uh, I was looking and I saw the, the strip and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I closed it because the dude said we we're like 30 minutes out. And I was like, all right. So I closed it, put my headphones back in. And then I heard the thing light up, mm-hmm. like the bu- the bell. The seatbelt. And he said, we're about 15 minutes out, but we're stuck in a storm, so we're going to have to circle around. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. And I looked out, <laughs> I and I saw like, nothing oh, but black and lightning. And I went, what? Yeah, the-? we were in a storm. I was like, what the hell just happened? Oh, cool. <laughs> 10 minutes ago, <laughs> 10 minutes ago, I saw strippers jumping up and down on the strip. <laughs> now we're in hell. <laughs> Now we're in Pelican Beach. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the basketball hell? in Pelican Beach? I was like, what the hell happened? And then I looked at the the flight attendants, and they they were like, oh shit! Nervous. And I was like, that can't be good. <laughs> I mean, it it's what it is. You can't do anything about it. No, I can't. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, what's the safest part of a plane whenever it crashes? The back. That's what I thought. The tail. Yeah. So all the people in first class die. Well. I'm athletic. I don't enough. understand why first class. I've, I've actually, I don't know if I, I said this. I wrote a report for aviation safety, which I thought was a great report. I got like a 91 on it. I thought it should have been a hundred. Okay. Captain Van Bever. Okay. Come at me. No, but um, I wrote a report about how if you were smart, as far as aviation safety, wouldn't you put first class in the back of the plane? Put from that standpoint. Put, yeah. Put a flight attendant's station in the back of the plane with multiple tenants in the back because that's the safest part of the plane. Yeah. I mean, don't the I mean, this this sounds awful. This is capitalism like to a T, but the people that pay more money for their seat, don't they shouldn't they have I mean, this is awful. This is very inhumane, but it's how they do it anyway. People that pay the most money get the best service. Yeah. People that sit in coach gets a bag of peanuts and one soda <laughs> and when you ask, "Hey, is there any way I can get a meal? Sir, calm down. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I just never mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to get tackled by the air marshal sitting up there. But um, shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't you put the people that pay most money in the safest part of the plane? Yeah. But from that, from that aspect, yeah, that makes sense. But it's, I think it's more of a, it's a more of a convenience thing because first class gets seated first and put the entrance in the back. Oh, then you got all the poor people coming through you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you got, oh, well you, you, you go on the plane in the middle, right? Certain planes. Then, okay. They have them all so going you, on the well, middle. You have, you have certain planes that the first class is in the front. Mm-hmm. And they have two different entrances because most of the time there is two entrances. Mm-hmm. It's one at the front, one at the back, in the middle. 
Um, and then on poor folks, this door, rich yeah, people, that door. Yeah, basically. I I always go through the first door. <laughs> I don't care. I'll set coach. I'll never fly first class. We talked about this. I do. My dad and I have talked about this, and he he agrees. He's flown first class one time. Don't fly first class if you can't afford to fly first class every single time. Don't do it. Oh, because it ruins. If you can only do it once, it ruins your experience. Because yeah. you know what's going on up yep. there, and you know what you're missing. You got FOMO. You got fear of missing out. But if you've never, it's the ignorance is bliss. Yep. If I don't know what's behind that curtain on the other side, I don't know what I'm missing. So I'm not going to fly first to, class unless I can fly first class. I try every to go. Time. I try to go middle, like the middle class, business class. Yeah, business class. Where I gives said. me business a, or coach. Gives me a nice little spot if I want to pull out my laptop, do some work. People are like, oh man, he 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 belongs here. Put my glasses on that I don't need. This makes me look smarter. Yeah. Pull out my AirPod Pros. So you don't have a fear. Nah. People face your fear. Face your fears. I'm pooping in public on Wednesday. If I had to, if I had to guess, I don't know. I don't have it. I can't think of any other fears I have. I don't know. Maybe this is a really sad one. Maybe the fear of being alone. I don't know. No, I like that feeling. I don't mind being by myself. There's a difference in being by yourself and being lonely. There's a huge difference. I'm both. <laughs> it's like I like it though. Being enjoying being by your enjoy uh, enjoying being by yourself and being lonely is like all squares are rectangles or wait all rectangles are squares but, but not all, all squares, squares are rectangles, rectangles. yeah yep. it's kind of the same thing it's kind of the same animal i'm both you're lonely and like being alone yeah that's that's how you end up with a gun t- duct tape to your head with two bullets in your head did you know i don't know why i'm doing on this suicide thing today did you know that um what do you think the most effective way of su- suicide is well i was about to say there there are people that have when they find their bodies this is really sick. I'm sorry I'm doing this, but when they find their bodies, there's two bullet holes in their head. And it's because they've duct taped their hands and they duct tape the gun to their hands because if you shoot yourself the first time, you can cause yourself to be paralyzed, blind, yep. whatever, and if you, you know, you're probably going to drop the gun. Yep. And then you just lay there and then people come and save you and you're in pain the whole time and whatever. But if the gun's duct taped to your hand, when you shoot yourself the first time, you're in a lot of pain, you don't die, you can shoot yourself again. Yeah. That is probably the most, like, I'm not, I don't want to talk about suicide. Like, what's the most effective way to murder yourself? Oh, okay. But, probably, I don't know, I was about to say laying on a train, like train tracks, that's horrible, because it doesn't kill you initially. It just splits you in half, unless you get your neck ran over. Yeah. But if you get decapitated, you're still alive for like 12 seconds. Yeah, but you wouldn't feel it. It's still horrible. Yeah. You wouldn't feel it, though. It's still horrible. That's, wor- uh, I've heard drowning is the worst way to die. It is. Drowning or, or being burned alive. Burned alive isn't that bad. I bet it's really horrible. You see Nicolas Cage on uh, no, I, on Kick-Ass? I, that looked pretty bad. It's about to get real dark. Remember when ISIS was making those videos? Yeah, they behead people and burn them Yeah, all that stuff. stuff. I, for some reason, uh, I got like, I was like, dang, that's crazy. They're putting some, some work into these videos. But I looked it up. If you, were to, if you were to die from either one of them, the best way to go is being burned alive. Because you're only in pain for about 15 seconds. Yeah, there's a panic when you're drowning, and it hurts. There's Yeah, you're only in pain for about 15 seconds because the fire burns your nerves where you feel things. And then after that, it's you just basically, it's like being knocked out in the UFC. I mean, not knocked out, but choked out. They said it's the best feeling Go in the world. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. You get um, choked out. Like if you get choked out, it's like a you're going to sleep forever. Drowning, you panic, and then on top of that, your lungs fill with water and you feel it. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. And then they explode. That's rough. Um, 
What was I going to say? Oh, Man, I actually, that got dark quick. No, I will. It's about to be one one more dark thing, then we'll move off. Um, I saw this thing about this guy. He was schizophrenic. Oh. And apparently he handcuffed himself to a tree and tossed the key just like uh, handcuffs himself to a tree, then tosses the key just out of reach. So he couldn't, and they could see on the ground. They found a skeleton. It was many years later. But there was still marks in the ground where he was digging with his foot, trying to pull it towards him, the key. That's crazy. So did he die from starvation? Well, no. Well, yeah. He would, uh, did he die from dehydration, the elements, or did some poor animals, like did some animals find him and eat him? I'm sorry, I'm going to, if any animal tries to ever attack me, I'm beating the shit out of it. you're handcuffed, no, you're not. Yeah. yeah. Handcuffed to a tree, no, you're not. I'm it, kicking some the Some wolves come over there, they're going to kill oh, you. Oh, multiple wolves, and yeah, yeah, you're, you're fucked. But, um, which, there's a, uh, you ever heard of the, the three rule? This is actually really effective. I learned this in, um, I learned this in EMT school. The three rule. What? Your brain can survive for three minutes without air. Yep. You can survive That's for. That's not true. Huh? Your brain can survive a lot longer. I'm, I'm, I'm saying brain cells start to die. Oh, okay, okay. Brain cells don't start dying until three minutes without air. Once you go, three, tell David Blaine that. Yeah. <laughs> once you go, once you go three minutes without air, brain cells will start to die. So your brain function will never be the same. You can go three days without water. Tell, tell that to tell that to David Blaine. He did it for 17 minutes. <laughs> he's an idiot. He's crazy. He's a really? Psych. He's an alien. He's a reptilian <laughs> person. But no, you can go three minutes without, without air before your brain cells start to, start to die. You can go three days without water. And if you're a, a, a healthy person with a good diet, you can go on a full stomach. You can go three weeks without food. That's insane. Can you imagine going two and a half weeks without food? We should do a... I mean, people fast for two and a half weeks. I watched... Weeks. We should... We should. You should do a uh, a fast... I watched a video on it a couple like a year ago, um, to from the YouTube channel Yes Theory. Shout out Yes Theory. They make great <laughs> videos. Um, Did I send you the excuse me what videos yes. you watch? It? Yes. <laughs> and they had one of their team members mm-hmm. uh, go on a water only fast for five days. Apparently it sucks, but also it apparently it, it it's it very beneficial. You. Yeah, it cleanses you and it's beneficial. And whenever you eat again. It's like you're tasting all these foods for the first time. Like it resets your palate and everything. Apparently it's the best like feeling in the world. I can't do that. I'm too skinny already. No. I'll just die. No. Nah. I'll just die. See, I'm not a healthy person. Water. I'm not a healthy person. I'll die. Like could like Could you function? Your, like dude, I I'd, I'd have such bad headaches. Yeah, Matt, the guy that did it his yeah. name was Matt. Uh he said the first day was real easy. The second day was you know, second day was pretty hard, but he still got through it. Day three, he said he was like he. They obviously filmed it, but he was in bed like basically majority of the day with a headache. Uh, day four was awful headache. His stomach was hurting. He said day five was fine. Like his stomach was obviously not the best. What well, shrinks your stomach too? Yeah, and he said, but the next day they brought him a plate or not a plate, a tray of like fresh fruit. He devoured that thing. What's your favorite fruit? Cherry. You like cherries? Mm-hmm. I enjoy cherries very yeah. much. Do you like black cherries or normal cherries? Both. Black cherries are both. solid. Both. But both. I like cherries too. But can you imagine eating a cherry like just oh, like for the first time? Oh, this is really weird. Okay. I don't know why I just had this thought. You're talking about fruits. I was about to say banana as well. I hate, I don't like bananas. Penis shaped well, foods are really good. Glizzies? Hot dogs are good. I love hot dogs. That's not a fruit. 
Oh, you said food. I said penis-shaped foods. Bananas are amazing. I don't like the consistency of bananas. Yeah, it's weird. I don't like the consistency of strawberries. I love strawberries. Grapes, the skin. Strawberries are my favorite fruit. Ew. I love strawberries. No one likes strawberries. (laughs) I was told as a little kid that if you ate the seed of a strawberry or watermelon, it would grow a tree in your belly. So was I. I was always scared. I never never acquired the taste. So was I. I like uh, artificial strawberry, like the taste no, of I artificial. Sh- I, I don't like strawberries. I love strawberries. Watermelon um, sucks. Damn, I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> like, if someone was like, "Hey, do you want this watermelon?" I'm gonna say, "No, absolutely not," because I don't like it. No, you're not. But if you're saying yes, no, I'm not. I'm really not. Ask my ask my phone. You want me to call James right now? James would say yes too. <laughs> you want me to call James right now? <laughs> you know like, why James? Hey, would say Dad, yes. what happened the last time you offered me watermelon? Call him. Let me talk to him. I'll be like, what's up, big dog? I'm going to text him first because he might be working. He's No, he's not busy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> busy man. No, oh, but, speaking of busy men, a, John John, not busy. For some reason, this popped into my mustache. head. mustache. Oh, God. Oh, you, did you Would see you it? hire me? I walked <laughs> I guess, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hire you regardless. It was worse the day before because he had all this was grown out oh, too. God. And me and Matthew and him, we, me and Matthew saw him. And the very first thing that popped to my mind, I went, you look like a James Bond villain. <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean? I said, not James Bond villain, but you remember Liam Neeson as Raza Ghoul and Batman? Yes, that's who he looks like. I was like, that's who you look like. <laughs> he goes, that's it. I'm cutting this shit. That's cool. I'd love to be Liam Neeson in any role he's ever played. Well, not, well, he's kind of cool in Brokeback Mountain, I guess. Is Liam Neeson in Brokeback Mountain? Yes. Look it up. Hold Is on. he? Yeah. Hold on. I didn't know that. Hold on. Let me make sure before I look like an idiot. Liam Neeson broke back. Okay, no, 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 no. Okay, this is not. I need to type in the whole thing. I typed in broke back. Apparently, he was in a motorcycle crash in 2006 that broke his back. I texted my dad. <laughs> he said he's on a call right now. Oh, hold on. Broke back. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Broke back. Okay, come Jake on. Jake Gyllenhaal was in. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. I thought it was Liam Neeson. I've never seen that movie, by the way. Oh, it was Heath Ledger. My bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Heath Jake Ledger, yeah. And Heath Ledger. I don't know why. Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, I, I don't know why I was thinking Liam Neeson. Because him and Heath Ledger are nothing alike. I mean, they're both weird. Well, one's dead. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I hate, speaking of Heath Ledger, I hate when people are like, Ah uh, man, I can't believe Heath Ledger died, but you, you know how he died, right? And I'm like, yeah, it's crazy that he drove himself to insanity trying to play the Joker role. He didn't die because of that. He was already suffering from severe depression and yeah. drug abuse, and which a lot of actors are suffering from drug He's, abuse. He didn't die from locking himself in a hotel room and driving himself crazy. It's not how he died, okay? It didn't help. No, it didn't, <laughs> but... I mean, if you think about it, think of all the... Like, even, like, just superheroes. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. The dude went from, I can't stay out of rehab. He went from a shitty person to a really good guy. But, I mean, no, but I'm, I'm being serious. He went from, I can't stay out of rehab, I'm on drugs all the time, to, it's going to say Iron Man on that dude's tombstone. Yeah. So, I mean. He turned his life around. Yeah, so. but a lot of those actors, a lot of them, drug problems. I mean, even, uh, even Robin Williams. Apparently, Robin Williams abused a lot of different things. Yeah. Which he was also severely depressed, so. That's this sounds really mean, but when certain actors or musicians or 
you know, big big name celebrities die at a surprising like age or mm-hmm. something like that. Most of the time it's self-inflicted. Like Michael Jackson, self-inflicted. Prince, self-inflicted. Elvis. Elvis self-inflicted. Drugs. Whitney Houston what self-inflicted. Was- Michael Michael Jackson's was like like a medication screw up. I don't think it was. That well, it was a medication fault? screw up, but at the Did same he time, on medicine or something. Yeah. He overdosed, but I don't think it was on on purpose. No, it wasn't on purpose. But I'm saying like all the stuff leading to him having to take so much medicine. Yeah, self inflicted. Dad's fault. His dad's fault. Yeah, but I mean, it's also self. It's some of it's self inflicted. Prince self inflicted. Whitney Houston. I'm not well, Amy Winehouse. Yeah, Amy Winehouse. I, I'm not defending Jimi Hendrix. I like Jimmy. Kurt Jimmy. Cobain. Kurt Cobain just got shot by what's her face. One of the, he didn't kill himself. She yeah. shot him. Yeah, I true. think. Yeah. Um, how do you shoot a shot? How do you shoot a, shot. You shoot a full barrel shotgun at your you chest? Um, the Michael Jackson thing. We're really off topic. Um, I would. I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to support someone that there's a lot of evidence that was involved in child pedophilia. Oh, he just, yeah. Well, he but, didn't like, he didn't touch the kids. He's still a freak. He just like a child named blanket. He d- <laughs> what a weirdo. He just liked looking at him. That's weird. Some would say that's even stranger. But when you, when you look into, when you actually read into and actually watch, there's, there's different documentaries about it too, about why was Michael Jackson the way that he was. You feel bad. I feel horrible for the kids that had to, go through that because you mess up your script the rest of their lives too. Yeah. But then you find out, well, Michael's dad, you know, didn't let him have a childhood. Yeah. You are a star at six years old. You're a part you know, of the Michael Jackson Jackson's hair tour. caught on fire during the Pepsi <laughs> <Yeah>. commercial. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're a star. You don't get to go to school. You don't get to go to vacations. You tour. That's what you do. And yeah. it, it really, it really messed him up psychologically and it makes you feel bad for him. I don't. I mean, I, I don't feel bad for him because he was involved in a lot of crappy stuff. But it does make you feel a little bit for you were put in a crappy situation and you weren't over to you weren't able to mentally overcome it, and therefore the damage your dad did caused you to cause damage on so many other children. And it's just it's a messed up situation. Speaking of someone that likes touching kids, okay, um, okay, no, 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 <laughs> this is this is going to lead to something funny. So you uh, know my brother, see how you know how my brother Matthew. Uh, he has an immune deficiency disorder where he doesn't produce white blood cells. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> John John, out of the blue today, sent a GIF in me, <laughs> in me, Matthew, and his, and my mom's group chat, like text message-wise. Do you remember when R. Kelly was going through trial last year or the year before? I forgot what year it was. About, like, it was like two years ago. About all the, the young young girl stuff and yeah, stuff like that. Surviving R. Kelly documentary. And he did the interview with Gail King, and he goes... <laughs> He sent us this. It's a gif of of R. Kelly screaming at the camera going, I'm fighting for my effing life, man. John John sent that. And then under it, he sent Matthew's only white blood cell during the COVID pandemic. <laughs> 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 my, my mom goes, I don't get it. And he goes, I know you don't, mom. It's okay. You don't understand meme culture. <laughs> Jesus. John John's a fool. John John's funny. Um, I saw this thing on Reddit. It's exactly what the world needs. First okay. off, everyone face your fears. The moral of that whole thing. Face yeah. your fears. I'm pooping in public Wednesday. I'm preparing. I'm ready. Baby wipes, extra pair of underwear. I'm ready to go. I know what my old fear was. Black widow spiders. Probably guarding me. That should still be a fear of yours. That's what, that was my old fear. Because I remember literally all the way until maybe four years ago, 
everyone, you know, black, if a black widow bites you, you're going to die. No, that's not true. If a black widow bites you and you're not, if you're out in the country with no hospital within a four hour drive from you, you're going to die. But like right here, you'd be fine. Dude, I could go out to the middle of Oklahoma and be fine. Yeah. Every hospital has anti-venom. It's just, it's Black Widow's, a bite isn't as deadly as people make it out to be. Well, the NBA actually invented that cure. Oh, yeah. Because Kobe was striking everybody (laughs) (laughs) Um, for many years. Um, I saw a thing on Reddit. It's freaking hilarious. So this dude... um, I cannot remember this kid, this guy's name right now either. He's one of Justin Guth's friends, uh, not Yavel. Um, I cannot remember his name. He's kind of a huskier guy. Always has a beard. He's freaking hilarious. Um, it looks just like him. I cannot remember his name. If Justin, if you're listening to this, please tell me who I'm talking about. Um, I've seen him multiple times at the lake and at different places. I cannot remember his name. Is not Yavel. What? Is the, what is the dude's name? Anyway, this guy, uh, it's like, this is what the world needs. And he goes out in public, and he's got two pillows. And he runs up to a random person and throws a pillow oh, and yeah. starts having pillow fights with him in public. That's freaking awesome. That's pretty cool. What do, you yeah, think would what do you think would happen around here if we did that? Somebody pulls out a revolver, shoots you right through the chest. They, they were trying to get me COVID. I'm like, well, no, I don't you don't think, think that even exists. Here. You just yeah. wanted to shoot me. Yeah. I did see some dude earlier. I went to Hobby Lobby earlier today. Um, and there was a guy in there that had a Make America Great Again hat on. And I went, all right, guy, give it up. <laughs> he lost. <laughs> he lost. <laughs> give it up. No, man, they're doing a recount. Yeah, and it's getting worse. It doesn't matter. Your your leads. They recounted uh, Georgia, and they figured out that he didn't win by – Joe Biden didn't win by 15,000 votes. Yeah. He, won, he won by 20. They, they they recounted Wisconsin and Arizona, and the the margin widened even more as yeah. well. So. Just give up. Just give up. We have – we have a person every day at work that comes in and doesn't want to wear a mask. Really? Oh, awesome. It's stupid crap. I think... Uh, How selfish you have to be. Very. They're trying to control us with masks. Moron. They can, they can control your thoughts with, with radio waves off of, off of towers. They're not trying to make you wear a mask. Dumbass. Like, that's not how they're going to, to control you. Put this thing over your face so you can't breathe as well. That's not proven. That's actually... Met, like scientifically and medically proven not to be true. Yeah. You breathe just the same. You're breathing in your own CO2 emissions. That's not true either. So, idiot. Wear a mask. Like, I, I just, I don't know. It's just very selfish, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Got a I vaccine have. coming, though, so it's all good. Will you take it? No, why not? I'm not going to die. There's a lot of people saying that they won't take it. Yeah. But. I understand that. Like, if you if you get it, if you get COVID, and they're like, "Hey, you need this to survive," bet they ask, take it then. But uh, it's like a flu shot. Like, I think the the closer and closer to the vaccine that you know that they get, yeah, the more and more this turns into like a flu. Just yeah, yeah. It's you know a flu, shot, a flu shot is basically a weakened flu cell. They inject it into your body, yeah. So your body recognizes it whenever your body recognizes it whenever you if you if you do catch it, they're like, oh, okay, this is how we fight that off. Same scenario. It's inject you with a weakened COVID cell. So whenever if you in the 
slight chance or the, whatever chance you do catch it, your body knows how to fight it off. It's the same thing. So it's like when people get the flu and they have to go get a flu shot so they can, you know, not be sick. Yeah. It's the same thing. Eh, will I take it? Yeah, why not? I mean, I I'll take it. There's a lot of people that won't. I mean, I don't. I personally, did you, did I don't see the guy on that on that episode. I don't take vaccines. Yeah. yeah. I personally, I don't have. I don't think I really have to. I don't get sick. Yeah, but you should just to be safe. Yeah, just to be safe. But let's talk about uh, the trailer and then let's wrap this baby I'm, up. I'm uh, I'm Will Smith and I am Legend. You're just immune. Immune. That'd be crazy. It's that blood type. It's that blood type shit, boy. AB negative over here. <laughs> Less than three percent of the world has it. That would suck. Now that I think about it, that would. I need to answer this. That would that would suck if. Now that <laughs> I'm gonna finish this up. Yeah. No. Now that I think about it, that would suck if I were to 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 have like if a, a virus or an outbreak happened, and they were like, "This is the only blood type that makes you immune." I feel like I would be snatched up by the by the GOV. And sampled on for days and days and days to create a cure. That would suck. What's what's three percent of the world? I'm trying. I'm, let's do some math. How many? What's the well? First, I need to know the global population. Global population. All right. So the global seven point eight billion people. Okay. Let's see here. Let's do. Uh, let's see here. Seven point eight billion. I know. I okay. Well, this is. Come on now. That's two hundred and thirty-four million people. Out of seven point eight billion, yeah, I'm definitely getting snatched up to to no man's land to be tested on and ran samples on by the government, which sucks. Well, Kyler had a phone call, so it looks like I'm doing this by myself until he comes back. And if he's not back in the next fifteen minutes, I'm wrapping it up by myself. I was showing Kyler before this um, before the episode started. I ran across... I'm going to close this damn door. So, like I was saying, I was uh, on YouTube and I came across a new live action trailer of a movie that's coming out next year that... Um, to be honest, a little surprising Clifford, the big red dog is making a live action movie. Look who's back. Yeah. I was, I was talking about Clifford, the big red dog live action movie. I was a fan of Clifford as a child. I don't know. I don't, I I don't know how you make a movie out of it. It's going to be awesome. I guess. I love Clifford. Clifford's awesome. Yeah. Clifford's awesome. I cannot wait. Clifford, I just thought it was, I mean, it's interesting. Clifford I think they made him a Labrador. <laughs> what a was giant he? giant red Labrador. I have no idea what he was. I don't think they ever said. Oh, yeah, you know what? He's just a big baller. That's what, what he is. What type of... 
Maybe he is a lab because he doesn't look like any other dog, like a different breed. He is. Why is he Clifford so- the Big Red, Big Red Dog is an American's children's book series about a giant red Labrador retriever named Clifford. It was first published in 1963 and written by Norman Blackwell Birdwell from 1928 to 2014. Why is he so damn big? I don't know. But Look up why is Clifford so better, big. Better question. Why is Norman Bid- Birdwell writing for so damn long? He was nearly 100. Dude was 90 years old writing stories about Clifford the Big Red Dog. Look up why is Clifford so big. Why is Clifford so big? <laughs> what? Okay. What did it say? He's a mutant. He's an alien. Well, <laughs> 10 things that you didn't know about Clifford. He's a reptilian. Why is Clifford the dog red? According to Scholastic, Birdwell said the only reason he chose red is because that was the paint color he had readily available at the time. He also thought the bright hue would look nice with the blue sky, blue sky and green grass. Okay. Birdwell's daughter was the inspiration for Clifford's owner. Clifford's owner, Emily Elizabeth, is named after Birdwell's young daughter, who has the same name. Okay. Clifford almost had a different name. Oh, I was saying his name wrong. It's Bridwell. Was originally going to be named Clifford. Was he was instead of Clifford, his name was going to be Tiny. Before his wife claimed the name was too boring. Clifford number four. Clifford was the result of Bridwell's childhood dream. The idea for a giant dog came from Bridwell's childhood. He said when he was a little boy, he wished he had a dog that he could ride like a pony. Well, there you go. Answers my question. That's not no. That's not that. Didn't answer your question. Why so big? Uh, fan, well, I'm just going to get there. It's This is number... It's Why so big is number eight, but I might as well go through them all. Number five, family and friends played a big role in naming characters. I'm not surprised. Clifford has two birthdays. Huh. Okay. His actual birthday and the day the first book was published. Yeah. Yeah. Clifford was the odd one out of his family. Clifford's parents and four siblings, two girls, two boys, were all normal-sized dogs. Number eight. Why is Clifford so big? There we go. Love. Okay. This while is he stupid. was born, <laughs> while he was born a normal size, the reason Clifford grew so big is because of his owner. Emily loved him so much it just made him grow bigger. Okay. All right. Clifford's big because of love. Clifford weighs eighty-seven tons. <laughs> so if he so, stepped on your house, he would probably kill it's everyone. A big ass dog. The reason the TV show ended. Because the dude that created the show died. Hmm. Um, eh, that's good. Yeah. It ran from 2000 to 2003, but unfortunately the show was canceled. Dude, he, the dude that wrote Clifford, the dude that wrote Clifford outlived the guy that created the TV show for it. And he wrote it in the Prohibition era. Oh, the guy that voiced Clifford died. Oh. That makes sense. Yeah, that dude lived Clifford through. Clifford talked. He goes, "Bobo, that's 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 blue off blue's clues." Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's crazy. I'm excited for Clifford. That'd be a good movie. I'll go see it. Why Clifford the Big Red Dog makes no sense. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a thousand feet tall. I mean, it all just seems so real- realistic till now. Wait, hold the back. <laughs> the and <laughs> all in all caps says, "Wait, hold on." 
back the fuck up. I see major problems with this. <laughs> uh, and the song just started. First of all, how? First off, how does love make a dog grow? How the hell does that work? He's. I'm reading this word for word. <laughs> Said so just because you love something, that doesn't make it grow. If that were true, the girl I have a crush on now would be about six hundred feet tall. <laughs> and also, <laughs> and also, the Howards have to leave their home because of a giant red dog. Hell no, son. No way. Not in a million years, ladies and gentlemen. Buckle yourselves up for a fucking trip to Bridwell Island because I'm about to delve into one of my favorite childhood cartoons and tell you why none of it makes sense. <laughs> so okay, so let's take it from the top. Emily Elizabeth bought a small red dog named Clifford. That's where it all should stop. Name me one dog breed that has a tiny bright red dog in their population. I'll give you a gajillion dollars. <laughs> and according to the famous theme song, her love made Clifford grow to the point where he was too big and they had to leave their home. But like I said, love does not make little things grow. It doesn't. And I don't care what the theme song for Clifford Puppy Days told me. This song is my jam, by the way. I mean, think about it. Clifford's organs expanded, his bones expanded, and his body expanded, all because someone loved him? Sure, that makes fucking sense. That is pretty damn cute, though. But who doesn't love their dog? John Wick sure as hell loved his dog, but that didn't do much to keep <laughs> his dog alive, oh, alive, did it? <laughs> Dude, they're going, oh, great, now John Wick's going to come after me. I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry they <laughs> killed your dog. Please don't beat me. If dogs did grow from how much an owner loved them, people would have to walk their dogs by riding on them. So I'm calling bullshit on correlation between body size and love. Also, her love made Clifford grow so big that the Howards had to leave their home. What parent would leave their home because their daughter's dog ended up growing two stories tall? Let me tell you something. No one fucking would. If the Howards were lying like my parents, Clifford would get put down in an instant. <laughs> So let's just recap what we covered so far. We have a bright red ass dog that grew so big because his owner loved him. We had a family willing to move to a completely different island, leaving behind their inexpensive apartment in order to provide this dog with a home. But we're just scratching the surface here. Let me ask you something. Do you have a pet? Of course you do. They're cute and they make great companions. But I could give a shit about how, that, how cute they are because what you don't think about is how much it costs to raise a dog. We're talking about food, water, veterinarians, toys, and all that shit. Food. How much kibble does a Clifford, does Clifford need to stay alive? Well, according to Google, a 22-inch tall male Labrador usually weighs about 64 pounds. So if a 1.83-foot tall dog is 64 pounds and Clifford is 28 feet tall, then he weighs around 900 pounds. A 150-dog pounds needs about 6.5 cups of food a day. So given Clifford weighs approximately 874 pounds, he would need about 39 cups a day. One cup equals eight ounces, so 39 cups, which is equivalent to 19.5 pounds of kibble a day. 19.5 pounds of kibble a day, multiply that by 365 days in a year, and you get 7,117.5 pounds a year. But what kind of dog food is Emily Elizabeth going to get him? Let's say she gets pedigree, adult complete nutrition roasted chicken, rice and vegetable flavor for dry dog food. For a 33-pound sack of dog food, you're going to have to cough up eighteen ninety-nine, And if you're giving him 7,000 pounds of that shit a year, then it'll be about $4,000 a year you're spending to feed this ginormous canine. It's not, it's not that, I mean, that's pretty expensive. but <laughs> Dude, whoever wrote this went <laughs> They went. They did the research. I need to read... I'm bookmarking this because I want to know. I got to read more of his stuff. 
Well, Clifford's going to be a great movie. That's all I know. I, gotta, I will watch it for sure. I got a vocal.media. Whoever, whoever wrote that. It's amazing. That's a way too much. They're way too much in depth on that. No, that was fantastic. Um, will, will you go see it? Yeah, probably. I'll absolutely go see I'll it. Have to, I have to read more of his his analysis on TV shows. Oh, I'm just letting you know real fast before we wrap this up. I bought you, Hayden, and Garrett's Christmas presents. What is it? You'll love them. Let me tell you. You'll love them. All right. You'll love them. I had an idea. I had an idea for yours. But. Uh, A PlayStation 5? That'd be cool. No. They restocked today. Did they? They did. I need to get one soon. Um, I had an idea for yours, but I was like, I'm going to share the wealth. So. What was it? You, Hayden, Tyler, Uh Jacob, and myself. Okay. And Nick. Okay. All got the same thing, but okay. all customizable. Watches. You're close. Pocket watches. Oh, yeah, because we're, I don't know. Yeah, we all rock around in That'd be cool. suspenders and monocles. Oh, what is it? I'm not telling you. I'll figure it out. All right. You can find me on Snapchat, CowardDurham21, um, patreon.com slash NYNP, uh, KSO. Still waiting on AOC. I'm working on it. Yeah. Aaron? Yes. Where can the lovely people find you? Um, probably under a bridge somewhere because I'm planning on becoming homeless. I don't know how well that's gonna work, but how about social media? Oh yeah. Um, Aaron Cross fifteen on Snapchat. Um, I feel Marin on Instagram. Uh, I feel Marin fifteen on TikTok. Follow me on hit that Corvette Corvette. Um, what else? Not Your Normal Podcast, Academy of Conspiracy, iPhone Cinemas Productions, all on YouTube and other, you know, social media stuff. Or just go to patreon.com slash NYNP. You got two tiers. You got a $5 and a $10 tier. Give us some money. We'll give you some shit back. Not like Clifford shit. That's way too Join big. it. <laughs> you got anything to say? Um, Yeah, one second. I got to look it up. Uh, Come on. Right. Come on. Wait one second. Um, let's see here. That's not what I wanted to look up. There we go. Uh, yeah, I got one more thing to say. You got anything to say? Um, I'm pooping at work on Wednesday. I'm so excited. Uh, this, this podcast episode was dedicated to Nate Robinson, uh, who was born May 31st, 1984 and died November 28th, 2020. We will miss you, Crypto Nate. Have fun dunking in heaven with Kobe Bryant.